0: back to the Park and Venice podcast. Um, we're back after the summer break. I hope everyone enjoyed the break from the Premier League, from football in general, and maybe enjoyed the Euros. I mean, I'm sure everyone but me did. I mean, I'm not really bothered about international football, full stop. But, hey, we're back anyway, the Premier League. Um, and for the first podcast of the 21-22 season, um, it's the Predictions um, podcast where we notoriously get everything wrong and then we continue to get everything wrong during the season and then still make ourselves out to be gurus in 12 months time. Um, It'll just be me and Aaron for this podcast. Aaron, are you okay? Yeah, hey, I'm doing great. I'm just looking forward to the new season. Uh, Mainly it's obviously getting back into stadiums. That's the, the main yeah. perk
1: of, of the new season. I've been lucky enough to I uh, have been in been to a fair few games during pre-season. I started an internship with a football club and I've been to every pre for any that Watford have allowed fans into. So I'm lucky enough for that. But the main bit is, is League Footballs competitive football. And I'm I'm absolutely buzzing to get back in for Saturday.
0: Yeah, me too. Even though Evan has basically made it easier to climb the gladder streets and get in than actually get in. Um even though that seems an easier option, I cannot wait to turn up, we're about half ten on Saturday to try and get in for about four o'clock. So, anyway, um, we're, we're here to do predictions and, yeah, we'll, we'll start from the bottom and just, like, the cream it will rise to the top. Um, 20th place, I'll, I'll start with mine. Um, 20th place, I've got Norwich City. Norwich, uh, for sure could surprise me I mean they've got they've got some good players I mean they finished top of the championship so it would dictate our logic would dictate that out of the newly promoted teams they should be the best equipped to to, to stay up but I mean they've lost Buendia they could be losing Campwell. Um, the signings they brought in whilst they, they are all seen nice players they just they just don't inspire much confidence in me that they'll be strong enough and savvy enough and just able to stay in the Premier League again. I've I've got them bottom. I think they'll concede too many goals again. Um, I like Ben Gibson, but I just don't know if he's Premier League quality centre back. Um, for for me, Norwich just aren't a team under Daniel Far that seems strong enough to stay in the Premier League. I might be proven wrong, but. It it it's not a Norwich not a genre team for me that I, I can see being proved wrong on this uh, time. I think they'll end up getting relegated, and good luck to them. I I, I hope they give her a good go because they don't spend a lot of money. They sell a lot of players, so if they do stay up, it'll be a kind of um it'll be a kind of good success story for teams who maybe haven't got the resources. But I just I just don't think they're equipped to. Battle to stay in the Premier League. Um, who have you got in twentieth place? Um, yeah, I've also got Norwich. Um, you know, having I've
1: Championship religiously last season. I've been able to watch them quite a bit, and I think they did, they obviously did great last year. They won the league. They deservedly won the league. They were they were very far clear at one point. Um, during during many points actually. So, like you said, logic dictates that you know they should do alright. But I think the key thing here is. As everyone knows, they lost Emi Buendia. Emi Buendia is easily one of the best players to ever grace the Championship. Um, he's, he's so, so good, and he's going to be such a big loss to Norwich. Um, I like Rashika. I've heard good things about him. I can't say I've watched him too much, but I know he is a good player. But I think it's, it's mainly the fact that he isn't anywhere near Buendia's level, really. Um, their defence is the key thing also. You know, we you all know about Daniel Falk. I don't expect this to be as bad as they were in the 1920 season, but their defense while well, literally it, worse. Exactly. And you know, the defence was a lot better last season compared to previous seasons. I don't know how many goals it was exactly, but I believe it was the second or third best defence in the league. Um so you know, I do believe that Fark has learned his lessons from previous seasons, but with that being said, a lot of their their better defence was put down to the performances of Tim Krull, who I think is a very, very good keeper, a very underrated keeper, and he'll have to be crucial if Norwich are going to have a chance of staying up. But you know, they've got an aging striker in, in team with Pookie. I, I, I like Pookie, but I don't believe he's good enough for the, for the Premier League. Uh then it feels lightweight. Yeah, and overall, I just don't think they'll have enough to stay up. I think they'll be they'll be comfortably. I think there's enough better teams to finish above them. And I think it'll be straight back
0: down to the championship for Norwich City. In nineteenth place, we'll move on. I've got Southampton. Now it's it, it it's a bit of an outlier this one because they've been in the Premier League a long while now and they they've come close a couple of times to going down under Pellegrino and a few times since, but they've always just done enough or they've they've just pulled away or what have you. I just I just think they'll go down. I feel like they're selling anyone who was good at the club. And that they're replacing them with less capable players. Case in points, Danny Ings going, and Adam Armstrong coming in. Adam Armstrong really good championship records. I'm not sure he's going to be strong enough for the Premier League in terms of replicating Ings' goals. I don't think he'll get a fraction of what Ings got. Then you've got Che Adams, who I think could improve this season, but I don't know. I don't think he'll be enough. He can see a lot of goals, and Vestergaard going won't help that. Uh, I think Hasenal is a decent, capable manager and he's not the sole reason why I've got them in the bottom three. I, I just think there's too many things going on here for them to stay up. Um, I'm, again, it, it's a loss to resist, so I, I could be proven very wrong, but I, I just think they're not really a team, I think, who will, who will come into the season with much momentum. The fans, I think, against the ownership of Southampton, um. They don't spend much money. They concede a lot of goals the second half of last season. I think they were bottom in the last eighteen games of last season. They just, they're not. I just, I just don't think they're coming into it with much confidence. And if they have a bad start, they really, they don't have the in sort of x factor pulling them through games anymore. I think this is Cairns in the Premier League for Southampton.
1: Yeah, uh, this is another team I agree I agree on. Uh, I think Sarans will be 19. Um, it's mainly the Ings factor. You know, obviously Ings wasn't as good last season as it was the year before, where he wasn't the second or third top scorer. Um, Ings is obviously going to be a, a really, really big loss. And like you say with Adam Armstrong, who, again, is great at the championship level. But again, having watched the championship religiously last season, I could tell that in, in, in the Blackburn side, where... They created more than enough chances for Armstrong. He missed, I believe, the most or one of the most big chances in the league. Um, he takes a lot of shots from sometimes ridiculous angles, um, and I just think he'll struggle in the Premier League. To I don't think he'll be given enough service at Southampton to, re, to recreate the, uh, the goal score record he had at Southampton at, at Blackburn. Sorry. Um, so you know, Armstrong could very well prove you wrong, and you know, fair play to him if he does, but. I don't believe Armstrong is necessarily an adequate replacement, especially for the price tag that uh, I think it was 15 million in the Ember Blackburn, one in 25. So I don't know if there's, there's add ons or anything, but especially for the, the price, I don't believe Armstrong is an adequate replacement for Rings. I don't really rate their squad, to be honest. Uh, I like uh, James ward Prowse, Nathan Redmond's inconsistent.
0: ward Prowse could be going. He could be going,
1: yeah. Um, that would be so... confirming. That would argue be at the bottom for me. Um, I think really what what <laughs> what really brings them up a bit is the fact that they've got Ralph Hasman who you know, I've always been a big fan of. But even still, I do see some similarities to Watford um in the from 2018-19 to 1920, in that there's a there's a manager there that I like, I'm a big fan of, is very well liked by the fans. Um he's kind of come in after a number of poor managers that have underperformed at Southampton. Um wow. But then, they come awesome. in, but then they come in from the second half of last season. Uh, it was a horrible run for Yeah, They were top of the league, I believe, Christmas or around that period. Four wins of 15, and 15 defeats in twenty-one since the start of 2021. It's a really horrible run to come into a season with. And I just believe that they'll, they'll probably take it into the season um, and end up... You know, they'll be down there, I believe, throughout the entire season. They'll be battling. I don't really rate garden and Southampton's system, but he'll be a loss when they've got... I think Jack Stevens to come in, uh, maybe
0: someone else whose name is me, But I just don't think there's enough quality of the Southampton to stay up. No, um, unfortunate, but I no, I agree. I I think if if they if they come into the season and they start Nathan Redmond and Theo Walker, they might as well just pack up and go home because neither <coughs> of them are got the anymore, and they play really high line as well, so it's going to be difficult for them to try and grind results out in the way that they do. But I'm sure... I think Hasnall surprised us at times before when he's kept them up for seven points. He sure can probably do it again. I, I just find, I think it'll be more difficult this time round. Moving on, 18th, I've got your boys, Watford, just getting relegated. Um, I, I just don't think there's much quality in Watford's team, to be honest. I think striker-wise... I think there's about fifteen strikers at the club, and I don't I don't think there'll be five non penalty goals between any of them. There's
1: actually nine strikers I will have you
0: know. Yeah, and I don't think there'll be five non penalty goals between them. Um, Sars a good player, um, but still starting up front. I think we've really got some issues here. Um, the midfield, okay. I I, I would like another addition or two in there. The back four, it was good last season but that's the championship it could easily fall apart Is Daniel Backman the goalie?
1: He is yeah I'd expect him to start but you know Ben Foster's played a bit in pre-season so I'm not too
0: sure but I think it will be Daniel Backman yeah Yeah uh, he's fine Um and then there's the manager Shisco who is very inexperienced who did very well has garnered a very good team spirit I offered that well took them up Um but the Premier League is a lot more than team spirit and you've got, got to be able to sort of battle your way through certain points and uh, he can do it. I think if he's got the players on side and he plays a a way that is difficult for teams to cope with, then potentially, but I just don't think there's going to be enough goals in the team and it, it's very much 2016-17 Middlesbrough for me under Karanka where there was... About twelve strikers at the club, and I don't think any of them were capable of scoring. And it, it just gets very difficult to see them to stay up. And I think it was it's going to be the same for Watford. And that's why I've got Watford narrowly getting relegated. But Watford, certain things happen. He could stay up. Asar's very good. Hughes is still there. So there's some good players there. I just I just don't think there's enough there to to um to ensure they stay up. But like anything else, it could be proven wrong. Um, who are you, who have you got in eighteen?
1: Yeah, so this is the first time we differ. I'll, I'll uh, spoiler. It's uh, I've got Newcastle United in eighteen, so I I've, I've got my my voice to stay up. Uh, I'll get on to them. But for Newcastle, I just think there's little quality. I don't. I I never really raced Steve Bruce, but he's always found his found a way to to his way to survival. You know, they they were right down in it a lot of last season and they end up finishing in twelfth. Um, I'll get
0: on to
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I think Newcastle's a difficult one. They could easily stay out, they could easily go down. Uh they haven't signed anyone yet. I don't I don't think obviously don't want to go yeah like yeah so they've outside Joe Willig but at this point they haven't actually signed anyone.
0: Um
1: while Joe Willig was he's he's a good player, he did fantastic, he won last season to be fair to him. Uh, I believe if he scores if, if he does re-sign and he scores on opening day. That would be it'll, it'll break Alan Shearer's record for the most really? awesome goals in, in successive games. I think it's eight and eight, I think it would be. Um, wow, so yeah, that's obviously a fantastic record for him. But I just think, even with Joe Willick, I think it was a big purple patch, similarly to Jesse Lingard and West Ham, which I'll talk about. But I think it was a big purple patch. While he would obviously be a great signing, I don't think he'll do as well as he did in his loan spell. Um, okay, they've obviously got they've done much flare, they've got the balance of who. He's obviously a good player, but he's not. He's never really been particularly productive. Callum Wilson's a good player, uh, but he's, he's got his injury records. You know, who knows if he's going to, it's a bit of a risk for him to, to rely on him to stay fit for the entire season. Um, you know, like I said, they could easily survive. Uh, this is, I'll, I'll, I'll get on to Watford. It's kind of, it, it's a little bit of bias there, I'm, I'm going to be honest, uh, for my own team to stay out. But I just think Newcastle will be down in it. And uh, I think it's really a lack of quality that will, lead to their inevitable relegation
0: here's a question for you then if steve bruce left newcastle considering what you've seen from him at newcastle so far in terms of results do you think that would increase or decrease their capability of surviving
1: well i remember who they brought in really because like i said you know he's always managed to find his way to survival and um, since he's arrived he's he's, ten, he's, he's I think results-wise, he has actually done better than he says in terms of points that he's picked up. Um, it, I don't know. It depends, it depends who came in. Um, if Mike Ashley was for once a smart person when it came to the, the manager. So, apart from Rafa Benitez, I think he sticks out to me in recent years. Um, so, yeah, that's a difficult one. I don't think we can really say. I don't think there's too many managers at this point anyway that are actually available. Um, you know, a lot of them, I think, we really, Sam Adelaide is the one that sticks out and you Roy, Roy Hodgson. You know, he's you he, he might you might want to hold out for another job, maybe. Probably wants to pay for football. Maybe another go yeah. to the club. Uh, the yeah, Premier was really sour last year. Six million quid a year. So,
0: yeah, I, I, don't I know. think it, it, it maybe depends who came in. Would Would you think Dice would take it? Um,
1: um, I'm not sure actually, because
0: it depends. But I asked this question. I asked this question because I put a question out on to a city of week saying you think we'll own 100% appoint a manager at some point. And was a lot of people who said Dyson, Newcastle.
1: Depends on the circumstance, I'd say, because Newcastle are a bigger club than Everton, but a than, uh, than Burnley, but you know, without, there was the Everton Arbitre team, Everton. team uh, who Everton is a much bigger club than, than Burnley, but he, he chose to stay at Burnley. So it would really, it really depend on the circumstance, especially mid-season. From the start of the season, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be too surprised but I think that. Comes from where Bernie are as a club with you know, the finances and his relationship with the board
0: and that sort of thing. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I digress. Um, 17th place, I've got Brentford. Um, I I must admit, I know very little about Brentford. Um, but I just have a feeling that they've got a good centre back in Azure from. Celtic, Ivan Tony can score goals. They seemed capable defensively in the um, championship. And I would argue that a season of survival would suit them more than a season of chase and promotion, as weird as that sounds. I just I just think I don't know, it be the first time the fans can get into the new ground. I just feel like there's a, a feel-good sort of factor surrounding Brentford that could just tip them just over Watford for me. So, Brentford 17 for me, but they could easily finish 20th and I wouldn't be surprised. I just think there's, there's, there's something there that I think's got more potential than a Watford or Norwich. So, I've got Brentford 17. Who's 17? For you. Uh,
1: I have my boy 17, I've got Watford, uh, just staying up. Um, I think we're a really weird one. I think, I like some of our players, I think there's some good players there. Obviously, we've got Ismail Assar, who's Basically, the be on and end-all for whether or not we stay up. Will Cues is currently still at the club, but I'm not sure if he's going to stay. Uh, there's still contract talks and all that. and all, I, I, I expect at this point it will go down to the wire. Uh, so we'll see with that. But, you know, I, I like some of our signings. Peter Otebo has been fantastic pre-season. Imran loser hasn't played too much um, in the... I think he's played a bit in the behind closed door games with other ones. We haven't seen too much of him. Uh, but I've heard good things about him. And from the little I've seen, he looks a good player. We've got a bit of f- flair up front, Coutinho Hernandez, who's a player I've played for ages. He's come in, he's got fantastic pre He was good.
0: He's good. Yeah,
1: he's. Uh, I'm, I'm really forward to him. I think Josh King, if we can get fit and motivated, then I think he'll be a good signing. He's proven, he's a proven goal scorer for his time at Bournemouth. I think, you no, know, for, for anything, any criticism you have of you have Josh King, he's ultimately much better than the other options we currently have. So I think that's important. But then you go on to my doubts. You know, Cisco Munoz, I really, really do like. And I don't think I've ever wanted a head coach to succeed more than him, but there is ultimately the fact that he he is he is tactically naive is the ultimate issue. Um, I think he brought a really important team morale uh, when he came in from Mr. Gober from Vladimirovic, and I do believe that him staying, as weird as it sounds, is the right thing for the team. I think if we if we sacked him off after the the impact he brought with the team morale with with all of that important stuff. I do believe really that could have derailed the, the players' morale uh, going into the season, which uh, that would never have lasted. That would, that would have always ended badly. So as weird as that sounds, I do believe that he is right to stay on. But that does ultimately, I think, lead to him likely being sacked. Everyone one who's going to be the favourite to, to be the first manager sacked. Yeah, so that's because
0: he, he's one manager.
1: That yeah, doesn't mean anything. exactly. exactly. But yeah. yeah, I think there's... So my main concern is Cisco himself. And I really want this to be well. I was I want I wanted, was Cisco up for a while um until so we changed formation conveniently when Troy Deeney got, got injured and we changed formation in Manchester City 6-0. So it depends on a lot of factors, whether whether or not Cisco stays, whether or not Cisco adapts the team. Defensively, we were fantastic last season. We've got the joint best defensive record in championship history. We to the 30 goals. Sierra House has been magnificent. There's been a lot of criticism for Trues on, but I think he'll do well next season. I personally believe He's one of our most important players, um, so I think defensively really depends on how Cisco adapts the system. Because I think individually they're great. Um, it all it all comes down to Cisco really, whether he's Troy whether or not he, he adapts the system to suit the Premier League. Um, so I'm saying we'll we'll stay up just about. He will come the why I'm, I'm I say all this. I should I should make it clear that I'm not confident in any way. I'm, I'm very nervous for the season, but I'm looking forward to it and. I guess I'm
0: just going to see how, how I was going to enjoy the ride and see how it goes. I'm not just saying this for saying sake, sake, but I think if Wofford is to survive, I, would, I just feel like it has to get really shit out in order for it to happen because I just don't see the quality there to be able to dominate games.
1: Yeah, we weren't, we're, I not I think we need to be playing on the counter next season, which is another reason yeah. why I think Troy Dean should be playing because any pace. that we got. Yeah. If we have a front three and star. Kucho Hernandez, Emmanuel Dennis, Josh King, you know, three of those four options. That's not a bad attack to go with if we're going to play on the counter, but that's a lot of pace, it's a lot of talent. It's, I think, I think the main thing is that there's a lot of unknowns in our team, in our signings. Um, and that's really a sticky point. So it's risky, but it could really work out. On the other hand, it could do the opposite, and we could finish what bottom with the these risks so if these unknown players, if the risk doesn't turn out well. So I think we're a weird one to predict. Um, I don't think we'll be lower than Norwich because, I just, I, I, like I said, I don't know Norwich at all. I think we've got a bit more quality. The manager is, again, like I said, the sticking point for this is my main concern. Um, so I think we'll survive. Uh, but that does probably come out of bias. I could very well see us go down. And I wouldn't be surprised.
0: And on to managers I don't trust 16th Crystal Palace. Patrick has not had a really good career in management. Again, it's something I'm willing to be proved wrong on. As um, I mean, I'm willing to be proved wrong on anything of it. You know, the the right thing. But I just, I just, I just, I don't, I don't trust him at all. I, 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 I found, I would have found it difficult to trust anyone post Roy if I'm being totally honest. Because I think Roy Hodgson a fantastic job of keeping Crystal Palace up for as long as he did in terms of the fact that they were in minus net spend for the whole his time there. He, he didn't really he didn't get any backing. Um, he had an old squad that he trusted to get the job done. To be fair, but he slowly started to introduce younger players like Mitchell Neze, so that could possibly be his legacy. I think under Roy, they were really organised. I think there'll be a lot more of an open team under Vieira trying to dominate the game and um, control the ball, Um, which is what Crystal Palace fans were moaning about all last season. So if they take a result to take a turn for the worse, I'm really not sure how they can moan because that's, they were literally prompting this risk last season. So I think that there's a, there's a huge risk of Crystal Palace that they could easily be twenty. If, he could do slightly better as well. I mean, they've got some nice players. I think Eze, when, once again, fits really good. Zaha speaks for himself. Ben Teke is a goal scorer if you, if you give him the right service. They've approved the centre-back with Anderson and the lad from Swansea, who I think is more suited to a back three, in my opinion. But he could adapt and, and continue his upward trajectory. Um. I'm not sure if Joe Ward's still going to be right back, which could be an issue in Vieira's system. Um, Mitchell's really good. Guy's is a good keeper. Midfielder, Conor Gallo's come coming. He's out, he's okay. Um, there's a lot of decent players there, but I wonder if the depth will be there by the end of the window, considering he lost a lot of players. And if he had bad luck with, with injuries, it could be potentially quite ruinous. And I'm really unsure on the coach, so... I'm going with a sort of conservative 16th rather than, than committing either way that they'll go down or do well. I think I, I'm I'm pretty confident they'll do worse than what they did previously, but the the I think I'll back them just to stay up considering how weak I think the bottom four is going to be. But I think it it, it could be a nervous season for Crystal Palace. Uh, yeah, no, this is another
1: way to agree on I Palace at 16th. I think they're such a weird one to predict. I actually think Palace are the most difficult team to play as so I've ever won because I think they made some very good signings. You know, Mark Gay was the best centre back in Championship last year. Anderson did really well at Fulham despite their relegation. Michael Elise is an exciting talent. He was one Young Player of the Year. He's really, really. Uh, good I'll player.
0: be ready for the Premier League though. So that's, that's what yeah, you got that, better... that,
1: That's the thing that I'm getting here is that I think Olise in particular will need an adaptation period. Um, it also depends on Vieira massively. Because there's a lot of players to gel. Vieira's inexperienced. He didn't do very well in Nice. Um, I think this is this is the biggest job in terms of the kind of the level. That I think probably unless you unless you break Liga over Premier League, whatever you want. Um, yeah, I think I think it comes down massively to Vieira because I I wasn't a big fan of him. I'm currently not a big fan of him. Um, they, they the creativity was isn't a guarantee. I'd say because Zaha has never really put out many creative numbers. He's more of just an unpredictable, you know, he's he's unpredictable he's yeah. skillful, he's but he's really. never really been creative. Like I said, at least we'll need to settle as they out for half the season, I believe. And they don't have any real goal scorers. You know, they've got I, they, they are after Armstrong who we've spoken about. So I think I'd expect them to go after somebody else, but they're kind of got a so starting up front who I don't I don't actually rate uh add as other people. I think he's decent in the right system, but he's ultimately no longer really a goal scorer. Um, and then that comes back to Vieira who he, he, Vieira needs to get it right and there's a lot of pressure on him to do that because Roy Hodgson was while I believe this is the right time for Roy to leave he ultimately was always going to keep it safe um, and if Vieira puts him in a big relegation battle it could be similar to the ball and the way the Palace would have to act and the worst case scenario um, would be that they sat Vieira to stay up but then that also depends on what managers are available. Um, like I said with the, uh, like I said earlier, I'm not sure who is actually available at this point in time anyway. You've got Salah's Allies who are constantly going back to Palace. Roy Hodgson should left Palace. I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. You've got Mark Hughes, who is Mark Hughes. Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder, potentially. If I had to make a prediction now, is that Vieira gets sacked at some point and they're replacing him with Steve Cooper, who's just left Swansea, who Palace were after for most of the summer. If they were to do well, that-, that then... Then for me, that's Paris going down because I, I've spoken very heavily on this topic, is that I, I don't really focus the Cooper at all. Um, a good season would be that yeah, as well. They stay up and they implement a philosophy and they show progress. But I just think with the amount that is gonna have to happen in one in one period, um, yeah, I think they'll they'll be safe. They'll be in a relegation battle, but ultimately they'll be fine and they'll be the 16th.
0: Yeah, I I just backed a little bit of quality to have in the team. It, it's not is it's a difficult prediction for me. Um, but if he'd brought Lucien and then I might as well put them a few places out because he's an experienced, really talented manager. So we'll see. Fifteen for me, and I I said we'd get onto them as Newcastle. Um, signing Joe Willock is a is a big boost for them if that if that deal. Um happened. Um I think Steve Bruce has done a decent job in Newcastle. I think twelve and thirteen for, for what he's had to deal with, so all the sort of controversy and all different all different sort of sort of worries every single year, whether it be they've always had loads of injuries or the fans not getting behind them or, or whatever. I think Bruce has come through through and, and done well and I think he'll do decent again. Um fifteenth I think 15th is around where I think they should have probably been last season. I think 12th was a bit of a reach for them. Um, but if they, if they finish 15th again, I, I see nothing wrong with that. I think he's done really well. They, don't, they haven't got much money to spend, so 15th would be a good season. I think Bruce deserves some credit if he, if he keeps them up again. Um, got some decent players, but not a lot of great quality. But Bruce... Works on the defense and that, and that seems to always get them over the line. Um, I, I would, I would back Newcastle to fifteenth, finish fifteenth.
1: I've got new promoted Brentford in fifteenth. Um, I
0: well,
1: I think they'll be fine. I, I honestly believe they can finish as high as fourteen.
0: Um, really, they, they came up through the playoffs, you know.
1: Yeah, I just have a feeling. I just like I like Brentford as a club. I like their the way they run their recruitment model. Um, they've always put Ivan Toney, who, who replaced Ollie Watkins. Um, he's done fantastically well since he arrived. 33 goals, he's, he's the highest scorer in a single championship season. Um, Thomas Frank, I think, well I've had my doubts, I think he is a good manager. Um, I certainly think he's the best of the world of teams so and Cisco and Daniel Park. Um, and I think he'll adapt. Um, you know, he's I think he's shown that he can, he can be adaptable. Yeah, he's, he's, they've, they've largely played 4 3 3, but. You know, they they can adapt. They like can change between a, a back three formation if they need to. They've had a good defence over the past two seasons. And Christopher Agile, and he adds to that. I think he's a very good signing. Um, their very good. They've added to that as well with I think I think his name is. We've heard good things about. Um, I just think I just have a feeling. Um, I don't know much more to say than that. I think they need to recruit a bit more, but just on a whole, I think with the the way they run and their squad.
0: I think they'll be fine and I'll finish 15th. Um, yeah, so on to 14th, and that's where I've got good old, reliable, solid Burnley. Um, Burnley and 14th for me. Um, they've not done a great deal of business again. Nathan Collins has come in who's a good centre back. Um Dyche is still looking to bring a couple of wide players in. Maxwell Cornet and Marco Correa has been linked, if, if any of them by some miracle happened then they're in a really good position. Um, Chris Woods, 15 goals every year. Um, Westwood's a really underrated midfielder who creates a lot of chances. Um, McNeil's really good if he stays and doesn't come to Everton. Um, Tarkovsky and me, brilliant. Um, Pope's good, so there's a solid core there. If they add to it a little bit more, then I think he can finish higher, but... I think Dice is such a good manager. I couldn't really have them much lower even if they had no players because I think he's a Colossus manager. <laughs> I think he's I think he's really, really good. And at some point I would like some other team maybe to, to give him a try at a higher level to see what he could do. But I think as long as he's at Burnley, I think Burnley stay up. I, I think Sean Dice is really good at his job and I'd look at the teams below and I don't think they're better equipped. Burnley are with Sean Dyche, so Burnley 14th for me.
1: Yeah, it's another we agree on. I've got Burnley 14th. Um, it's the Dyche factor, really. It's nothing more than that. Dyche will do a Dyche, and will keep them up. Um, you know, Burnley need to do some business. I don't. They signed Nathan Collins, who is a good player at not stoked but he isn't really a major signing for me because he's not going to come in, in this space to cost me. Um, he's not going to change much in that regard. Even though he is, you know, there's, there's no doubt because his quality, but I think there's kind of, it's similar to when Bernie Sampen, Ben Gibson from Middlesbrough. He was great at championship level. He did well in the Premier League, but he was never going to dispose of that, that duo. So that didn't really work out. There's, there's no depth there, really. Wood is going to carry their goals for him again. Let's be honest. He's a great player. He's the perfect mid table striker, Chris Wood. Um, he's really good, Chris Wood. Yeah, Ashley Westwood's a good player. Uh, they were links to Will Hughes, who I think would be perfect for Burnley in midfield, but you know, they probably won't be able to pay the wages. if for can't pay the wages that he wants so Burnley definitely won't. Um, so I think Burnley's position in 14, well, I don't think they'll go down because nothing more than the fact that they've got Sean Dyche in charge. The fact that I've got them as high as 14 made down to the fact. I just think the other teams are worse off in everything that I've said already about those teams. I think that's why I've got Burnley as high as I have them because they they really need to do some business. There isn't much quality there, really. I don't think, while they obviously say they're always solid with their their defence, I don't think they conceded. uh, They conceded a fair few goals last season, I believe. They didn't have a great defensive record at all, and like I said, it was Chris Woodley who carried the goal scoring, so they need to sort that out. But with with Sean Dyche in charge, they'll always be fine.
0: It's more about the fine margins, I think, with, with Burnley. I think even when they have, my game where they might concede five to Man City, he'll always back her up with a one nil home win. And I, I, I think that, I think that sort of steadiness and the, the calm, the calmness from Dyche, I think, is what gives them an advantage over a Patrick Vieira and a, a Thomas Frank. Is that there's a there's experience and there's there's gen, there's a general there's a real high level tactical mm-hmm. now. I feel in, t- in terms of how to manage a season, and I, th- I think. Dice is clear, of most managers in the Premier League can be in terms of managing a season for what the aims of a club is. He does it every year. It shouldn't be news to anyone that I'm a huge fan of Dyche. And we'll see what the season holds of Burnley, but I would back him to to take a, an, an underprepared team in the transfer market to relative safety again. They were 12 points clear of Fulham last season. I expect something similar to the bottom three this season. Um, in 13th position, I've got Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, I don't know why I said Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolves, have got in 13th. They've um, got a decent team. Uh, Bruno Large has come in. I probably would have had them a bit higher if Nuno was in charge of him, being totally honest, due to the fact I think he's a better manager than Bruno Large. But, yeah. It'd be an interesting one. Um, you've got some good players, especially in the final third. For me, um, be interested to see that that sort of gets better this season than it was last season. But I, I just think it, I, it's a difficult one for me predict to predict. I could see them completely flopping and getting relegated, but I could see them getting in Europe. It's a bit of an unknown quantity for me, Wolves. But I, I, I think you'll, I think they'll probably go on good spells, bad spells. But I think their inconsistency will be mid-table. I think thirteenth is where I've got Wolves, but I wouldn't be surprised if either extreme sort of came home and they got relegated, or they sort of overachieved again and going to Europe. It's a different, difficult one with Wolves, but thirteenth is where I've got them. Um, I should make it clear that we haven't done
1: these predictions together because I agree again. No, I've got Wolves and thirteenth. Um, now, I actually originally had rules in the relegation zone, so why have I got as high as 13th now? Well, similarly to Burnley, I think it's partly down to the fact that he's below them, I just think they're worse off. Um, the main concern i say is Bruno Large, but I can't say I know enough about it to really comment on, on that. What I have heard about it, about him, is that if there's an open four four two, 4 uh, that he'll need to adapt. I think there's a complete overhaul of philosophy with, from Nuno. Um, I hear power. the
0: words I hear I hear the words open 442 and I get cold shivers thinking of Eddie Howe. So <laughs> that's why I can't commit them to and two. We know well. how that
1: ended. Um we you know, do. it ended with Jason Tinder being given the job, so unless it's about the back. <laughs> <laughs> um they've got a thin squad. Um I don't think they made too many signings. They've got that from and from Barcelona. He's good. Yeah, I've heard very good things about him, so hopefully for him he'll do well. Um I think there could be a lack of
0: goals. Um and Obviously, Fabio Silva... Think, um, I think Jimenez could sort yeah, of supplement
1: Because Fabio Silva good. I think Fabio Silva came in as, for £40 million pounds last year and was there was a lot of pressure on his shoulders to perform, especially after Jimenez got injured. But the thing with Jimenez, with the injury he sustained, I'm not sure they can rely on him to get him going on it. I think it's too much of a risk to, for him to to rely on him to get back to his old ways. His old, He was fantastic. He was one of the best strikers in the league before he got injured. So it was a big shame for that to happen to him, but I just think it's a bit of a risk to, to rely on that. Uh, defensively, I'm also not too sure about them because obviously Nuno playing a back three, the likes of Connor Cody, especially definitely suit a back three more than the back four. So I'm not sure how they're going to adapt there. Uh, I don't believe they're signing the any centre-backs either. So I guess we'll see on that. You know, there's enough time on the winner for, for them to do that. Um, yeah, and they, you know, they, they ultimately, they could be dragged into relegation battle. I do believe that most of the bottom half will be in a form of relegation battle next season because I just think there's so little quality generally down there but for Wolves they should have enough quality to be fine. Uh, so they'll be comfortably a 13th.
0: Yeah, um, they've got a lot of really good individual talent there that will probably just paper over some cracks if there are if, if they are there with the manager. Um, yeah, we'll move on because I'm, I'm really unsure what else to say about Wolves when even being totally honest I haven't really given them much thought 12th <laughs> um, now this is a bit of a shock horror moment for, for people watching this that I've got these this team so high and I, I still really don't know why I put them this high because I've got really no explanation as to why But 12th I've somehow got Brighton and and that, this is quite revolutionary um, I've had them in the relegation zone every year since they've come off but this time, I, I, I just for some reason, I, I just look at them and think they're a bit more of a stronger outfit than than teams below them. And if they get a goal scorer, they'll definitely be in and around here. As it stands, I am really not convinced they will be as high as twelfth, considering that. Well, yeah, they they haven't got a goal scorer, and yeah, the manager I'm the, the biggest fan in the world of so. It's it's a quite a strange one. I just think they've got a lot of good players. I think Pursuem is good, Lamp. He's good. Lalana, I like. Um, Webster, Dunk, Sanchez. I, I just think they've got a lot of good players, and it seems to it seems to click in terms of technical quality. I think they play really well. It's just the the kind of, in a way, not that they are the opposite of Burnley in the sense that they play really well, but they don't, but barely play well, but they play with greater authority in the game. But the kind of key details in a game, the sort of tighter the tighter margins that you sort of need to edge to win games at times, the team to always get on the wrong side of. So it'd be interesting to see if they can correct that. If they can he could be even higher than this because it is sort of key in game stuff for me that where Potter goes wrong. But we we'll, we'll ultimately see. I think they'll be much improved, point wise. I'm not really that interested in what their XG says because at the end of the day, that doesn't that doesn't determine anything. That's just a metric. Um. So we'll ultimately, I think they will be improved on what they actually did last season, not what they were projected to be. So yeah, I think Brighton would be okay. I think twelve is a fair assessment for them.
1: Wildly optimistic,
0: do you? Wildly optimistic. I. If they finish lower than this, I feel like we've got full authority to say Graham Potter is an absolute bum at this point. Yeah, so well, we're...
1: you know what? I'll get on to Brighton. I don't actually have the talk of the goal uh I
0: will
1: I'll get on to that and I'll explain why, but I do agree in that sense because which I'll explain, but yeah, in 12, I've got West Ham um, and West Ham are weird because I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the top half again, but... I wouldn't even be surprised to see them lower than 12. And it depends entirely on how they approach the Europa League because they they will definitely see the extra games from it. But they haven't signed anyone major, I'd say, apart from Ariola, who I think with Fabianski, who he was not as good as he was previously, but still a good keeper. Um, is great and he may even start ahead of Fabianski. They may change in, in cup competition in the Europa League and the league, but I don't think his position that was as pressing as others. Uh, they lost. They lost players like Lingard and Zimbabwe. Is Craig
0: Dawson still there? He's signed in the year,
1: but even yeah, still, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you'll start with a burner back. Um, I, I think he should probably. just be.
0: It should just be him on the pitch on his own, in my opinion.
1: If, he, if they start Craig Dawson in the Europa League, they are going down because they'll oh, Craig Dawson people. Um, they can still lose Yarmolenko they may even do right I don't think, I don't think well, Rice, they might do well
0: then if they lose Yarmolenko
1: yeah he's, he's just always injured isn't he?
0: he's always he's just injured. Ready it? It's always
1: got one of a left foot nothing else um, That's Rice, in the Rice is obviously crucial for them I, I like the partnership and Suchet uh, but Rice right, so Rice should stay uh, I don't think he'll leave at this point but who knows uh, the request I'm getting off of they can't refuse then they're off and of they can't refuse um i think they'll benefit from they'll benefit from the lack of quality below them like the other teams i mentioned they've obviously got david moyes who i've slandered in the past but last season really changed my perspective on him so he's he's a good manager i will keep him safe and i think there's especially a big season for Saeed Ben Rama who I was a big fan of at Brentford and he isn't done he hasn't really set the world light of West Ham but I think that'll be a big season for him um so he's my standout for West Ham but overall I think he'll be an underwhelming season I'd say in the league but like I said it depends on how they do in Europe because if they do well in Europe and they finish lower they finish, I think all West Ham fans will probably take a Europa League quarterfinal and a 15th place finish in the Premier League and that'll be a great season them because it's, they're finally showing progress in Europe um, and yeah I mean if you're getting far in the Europa League for a side like West Ham who haven't really done much over the past few years I mean, that'll be good and I think, they'll, I think all West Ham fans will take that, so they'll be comfortable and they'll be tough
0: and, ju- and just as it seems to work on eleventh, I've got West Ham. Um, I described him as the Moyes I before because I think he's a really, really good manager, David Moyes. I think from when he was at Everton, I can say first hand, he's really, he's really good. Um, I don't think he'll drop below twelve from the Moyes. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll ne- navigate both competitions pretty well, and that kind of thing of getting on the right side of. The games. I think he's good at that. I think he plays better football than people give him credit for. I think West Ham can be a really good watch at times, like his Everton team were. Red defensively, very stout. Um, I, I, have got, I've, he's really good for me, Moyes. Um, I think West Ham will dip due to, I don't think they've got as many good players as some of the teams have got above West Ham. But ultimately, um, I, I. I look at them and think they'll be solid sound, but I think they're weaker than last season without Lingard. And, yeah, they've. I think they've only got Antonio as a striker in the club, so that might be an issue. Um, It it, it might be trickier times in terms of the sheer amount of games, but I back Moyes to get, get West Ham in a solid enough position, for, despite all this. So, yeah, West Ham 11 for me. Who have you got, 11? 11, I've got
1: Brighton. Um, now, let me explain. Um, I wasn't actually really planning on having them this high, but to caveat that, I think they'll be in the top half if they get a striker of a certain quality. Because I, I definitely think that them being 11 is influenced by, by the others, like the teams being poor. I, I don't rate the quality of the teams in the bottom half at all, as you can probably tell. Uh, so Brighton's high position is, is partly influenced off that. I think they need a striker. Everyone knows they need a striker. They do get, like if they were linked to the for Celtic to get him, for I me mean, that's top half secured. Um, but you
0: know, they, my twelfth, they my twelfth yeah. position, my my twelfth position for Brighton is on the basis they do get a striker. Mm. So I, I'm viewing mine slightly differently, but fair play, carry on. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, they they could easily finish fifteenth again. They don't get a striker, and I, I you know, I you know i everyone knows I'm a massive fan of Graham Potter, but ultimately if if they finish Fifteenth thing because they need to start showing progress. I think they will, but if they feel, if they fail to finish higher than say fifteenth, I think you do need to probably start asking questions with Graham Potter, as big a fan as I am of him. But you know they've got good defense. I think they'll they won't Ben White, but won't be as big a miss as some people may think. I've I've, I've uh, read a lot of Brighton fans' comments and they all said he was their third best centre back last year. So I would expect development to come straight in and replace him with ease. Uh, but then with that, they've got 50 million pounds to spend on a striker. They need to really go with that. Um, they've got a good midfield. They they've got. A good, I think, I like Trossard and, and Grosner. Two good creative players. I think Welbeck is a good striker. You can't rely on him to score 20 goals a season, 15 goals a season. Mopé is again. He's not really because uh, cons- he's not really a reliable goal scorer, But I think he offers enough off
0: the ball. If you um, gave him the ball on the goal line, would managed to miss. He's, he's I incredible. think he literally did manage to miss on the goal line last incredible
1: in missing, missing actually he reminds me of Adam Armstrong that's the, that's the comparison I'll make if Farmer's uh, wrong at he reminds me a lot of Adam of Neil of, uh, Um I think Cucurella who has been heavily linked I think he'll be a great signing um, he wants hipster FC so go away Deich. Uh he could become Brian
0: we'll, um, we'll, we'll see about this
1: so yeah he'd be great I think he'd be a fantastic upgrade starting March left and back slotting with these. Um, I think they should have enough quality to finish 11th, or certainly around that, like I said, influence by the team below them. But I think first and foremost, they need to start, they need to get a striker, but they need to start showing progress and if they do that, and they finish higher than 15th, and they are further away from relegation, unfortunately, then that would be deemed a good season for Brighton.
0: Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, into the top half now, um, in 10th place, I've got everyone's favourite team, Aston Villa, Um I've I've got them slightly lower than everybody else due to the fact that too aware to me I can't commit on them doing too well because of Dean Smith. I think Dean Smith's done decent, but to finish bottom half last season I think was a bit of a disappointment for me for, for their point of view. Um, I think they, they had Jack Grealish. Um, they had other good players. I think they underachieved ultimately. Um, I they brought in some some good players. I think. Leon Bailey's decent. Um they brought in Ings, who's a goal sco- who's a goal scorer. They, um they've been linked with others. Um but for me, I I just don't consider them as I don't I just don't consider them as well sort of drills as the teams have got above them. And I think that's the that's the issue for me. Losing and Grealish and me not being a huge fan of Smith just drops them slightly for me, but for sure, they could do really well, but I think a top 10 finish is just about the m- minimum I would expect. I think they'll get that, but I'm, I'm not too convinced on the sort of level of expectation people have for Aston Villa.
1: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'm a bit higher than that, so I'll on to that, but I don't I think I agree with most of that. Um, in 10 temp, 10 I've got your boys, or whatever. I have no arguments. I'm not, I'm not really sure on everything because initially I'd not even lower. Um, really? I had the number 12, around that. But I was able to go higher now. I think Rafa is... We, we spoke about Rafa earlier on uh, when he was appointed. And I said he he isn't a good appointment, but that's mainly for the long term. But now I think we'll keep him solid. I think there will be an easy kind of adaptations uh, adaptation tactically for Carlo Ancelotti. Um so I think they've got good basis to work with with the defenders and the fielders Hamas Rodriguez will be the primary creator if he stays and if he's fit and if he's motivated. But yeah. to caveat, yeah, not that, of that. To caveat that I think there's a severe lack of creativity if he does go or if he isn't favoured for whatever reason. I, I don't know what's happening with, with Rafa. I've heard there's
0: I've heard our set drafts will be up front slightly put it this way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Townsend and Gray are weird because I don't think they're good signing if they are regular starters. Townsend in particular could be okay if he's given the right sort of role. I think coming off the bench, being more of a bit part player, uh, yeah, He needs to be used. I think he could be okay. Demario Gray, I don't really understand it all to be honest because he, he was very inconsistent in Leicester, he wasn't productive. I didn't realize he left her by Leverkusen, but here we are. <laughs> um, Me neither. Normally Calvin Lurin will perform, I'm sure he's a fantastic striker, which needs to improve on last season. He's certainly got the ability to, and he played a lot of games in the summer, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, but if he's if he's on form and if he's playing to the best of his ability, he's a great, great player. They can easily finish bottom half, I think Everton, but they should be fine. Um, I think we'll have enough to finish in the top half. Cool. Um,
0: ninth, I've got Leeds United and this was a team I was flirting with putting in the top seven because I think they've got something really good going on. Um Bielsa is a fantastic coach for me. I know I've said he's slightly overrated, considering he's not one of the best of all time, like people like to say, but he is still a really, really good coach. They've got a really good team. Rafinha is really good. Have they still got Jack Harrison? Yeah. Well, that's even more of a reason. I think he's good. I think Bamford's decent. I I, I think I just think they, Calvin Phillips. I think they've got a really good team with a really good manager and that kind of sort of ethos that they built there. I think they'll finish I did I think they finished ninth last season. I think they'll finish ninth again. No solid progression again under Bill. So I don't know if they'll get as many points this time due to sort of up the way the league will work, but I think they'll be around the same. Yeah, I think I think they'll be a bit more solid in bigger games as well this this time for some reason. Um but yeah. I think Leeds will do well. Leeds and ninth.
1: Yeah, I agree about Leeds and ninth. Um, I actually have the least amount to say of any team about Leeds because I echo a lot of what you said. You know, I think Bielsa is the key thing to keep his players improving. He's a fantastic coach. I think, I think I've seen his overrated in the past, but that's me, I think, the media call one of the best managers in the world. Yeah. I think tactically he is, but I think you can debate whether he, whether he is or not. We're, not. we're not his talk about that. Bielsa is obviously a fantastic coach. He's, he's that's a, a podcast, podcast in itself. Exactly. Um, I think tactically, is no doubt, and he's one of the best in the league tactically. The world maybe, maybe who knows. Um, yeah, I just, I just echo a lot of what you said. I think Rufinho, I like in attack. Bamford's a good strike. He's improved from his previous failings in the Premier League. Uh, Calvin Phillips, he, he had a fantastic year, as I'm sure he'll build on that. They signed Junior Firpo uh, from Barcelona, I think it was, so we'll see how he does. But you know, they have, there hasn't been too much change.
0: From last season, I think they'll be comfortable and they finish in the same position as last season. Yeah, yeah, no argument. Eighth, this is where I've got my team, Everton, in eighth position. And I'm really unsure as to why, because I can't say anything positive, but I've got Everton two places higher, considering I would probably walk the face of Europe to have Carlo Ancelotti back in the dugout. So anyone listening to this podcast, Although I was a huge, huge fan of Carlo Ancelotti um, in terms of the job he did, in terms of extracting every ounce of sort of point out of the season, I think, at some point. Um, I, I thought he was great for us. I, I, I wish him well, even though he left us quite weirdly, but we'll move on from that. Um, Yeah, I think Rafa is Rafa. I think he'll have everything organised. I think defensively would be good. Offensively, not so good. Um, I I can. Uh, this is a this is very similar to me to Sam Allardyce's ever in, in terms of. I think we'll be eighth, but I think the fans will be a lot less happy than we were last season. I'll be fine if we finish eighth. would consider rather to have done well, but if we're getting the likes of Long Sean Longstaff in and just general shite then I'm not, I'm not going to be too happy even with even if we do finish eighth, but. I think we'll be top eight at the moment because I do rate Benitez tactically very highly in terms of what he can get from from a team. Um, but yeah, that, that's as much as my confidence sort of hits. Um, Carvalhoen, really good. Richarlison is decent, but we haven't really got much depth up front. I think the quicker Moise Keane goes, the better due to the fact that he doesn't want to be here and he, he's an asset. Um Townsend and Gray, okay. Townsend's okay. I'm not sure on Gray. Um, Gabamand's back in the midfield and he's looked lively. Luca Dean's really good. The centre backs are decent. Pickford depends which Pickford turns up. Right back, we desperately need one, but I don't know. I just I just think it'll be a a solid season and a normal Everton with Goodison full season eighth. That's that's how I'm going for it, but could We could be 15th. Um, we could be in the top six because of Benitez. I'm, I'm unsure, but I'll go eighth due to the fact that I, th- I think he'll we'll just scrape lucky at times and I think we'll defensively allow ourselves to finish higher than we possibly deserve to. But we'll say I'm going eighth at the moment, but that could take a turn either way. Yeah, I've got Aston Villa in eighth.
1: Um, I initially had him higher, I had him 7 but that was before Jack Greenish left the club um, now I agree with you on Dean Smith um, I think he needs to finish in the top half because otherwise, it's a sack of defence I think they've been fantastic yeah. their, their recruitment's been excellent is fantastic, I think Bailey can be inconsistent and needs to improve his decision making but otherwise he's a good signing Ashley young, really
0: that, that yeah, he
1: uh, a lot of pace and trickery Ashley Young I really want what Watford uh ended off a good cover for the for the wide positions. Ings is a great signing as well. I think it's odd business though with the cost of 13 mil. I think he's he's getting on a bit and he wasn't as good last season as the year before. But you know Danny Ings was a proven goal scorer. Um, I think if they want an attacker, I, I want to see them go after Dan Juma for to replace Greenish if they're if they're still after one. But um you know otherwise they they are they're arguably be better off as a as a unit because they won't have to rely on one player. But,
0: you know, Watkins will have another great season and after have finish So, on to the top seven now. Um, seventh's Arsenal for me. Um, I do not rate Mikel Arteta in the slightest. I don't rate the recruitment in the slightest. I just think the seven, because I think everyone below has got major issues, unlike last season, where a few teams could possibly have got him. But, yeah, I'm not at all sure on Arsenal, I think. If they, someone said they had, they're going to be 11th this season and it'll just all come to a head, and no one would be surprised. But I think they'll they with their default level, should be top seven. And I think they'll finally hit that default level. But I'm really unsure about how it will turn, turn Arsenal. But not at all convinced, to be honest, by the manager, especially. So, seven for Arsenal. I've got Arsenal's more prominent rivals, Spurs, than
1: seven. Um... And I, you know, I I had the sort of Villa before Grudis left the club. I think Nuno, I don't think is a good appointment because he's not. Always, he's he's a good he's a good manager, but I don't think he necessarily is at the level the Spurs want to be. I don't think he's a top six level manager, and I don't think he'll be much different than Mourinho stylistically. Um, you know, they both play kind of defensive, dull counter attacking football, and Mourinho's style was a, something that a lot of Spurs fans complained about. Now, Nuno isn't as good as Mourinho, importantly. So, I think that's there's that factor as well. Obviously, Kane's future is very uncertain. The, the sheer shift fact of Kane staying in the club could easily be enough as a finish in the top six, but I think that's uncertain. I think that's that's kind of a crucial thing. They could finish if Kane does leave, they could finish lower than Villa, regardless of the British factor, because of how important he is. Um, so we'll see on that. I think he's looking like he's going to stay now, but City's still interested in it costs a lot of money so who knows how my, who knows how Spurs are look to replace him obviously Lautaro Martinez has been linked so that would be a good signing if he's in the right system I think he would be if he's playing in a in a front two and the 3-5-2 uh, system that plays. so we'll see on that I think Romero looks a good pick up at the back but I still think their defence isn't really good enough they've got Davis Sanchez who hasn't really ever shown and him, proven himself as a an adequate centre-back at his level um I think Hoybier and Endon Bellet, they're both good midfielders, but overall I think I'm a little doubtful. I think Oli Skip he definitely have a big season. He did well in Norwich last season. Um, you know, obviously whether or not he can make the jump to, to Spurs is that's a debate for, that's that's a debate on its own. Um I don't I wouldn't expect him to start, but if he kind of gets a chance to win in the Spurs team off the bench or a couple competitions or just as a rotation player, he could do all right. Um Doherty should improve. Uh was no, playing as a wing-back. I rated him Wolves. I thought it was overrated by a lot of people, but equally, he was obviously much better playing as a, a wing-back on the Nuno, so he should improve, and if he doesn't, there's a problem, I'd say. Um, and there's also, the there, in the European League. there's more games to play, and I don't think they have a massive squad to deal with that. Um, so, that's a, again, that's a debate. But Again, there's enough time in the window for sign players. Kane leaves, they'll have a lot of money to spend on a number of players like the Bale signing in 2013. So there's all of this to think about. But I think they're showing up for seven, they could finish lower, like I said. But I think they have enough to finish in the top seven, even though they'll be disappointing for the, the Spurs. They want to finish in the top six. But don't they, they still be all right um for now on a finish seventh? Who do you
0: think is better equipped to do well at Tottenham, Mourinho or Nuno?
1: Um I think I'd say either, honestly, because I think they both have their issues. I think is probably better for team team's morale. Uh, from that, from a man-managing point of view, I'd probably say Nuno, but is a better coach, uh, generally. Whether or, he really, whether or not he's he used to the Premier League anymore is a different matter, because I think we'll do well at Roma. But I just don't really rate Nuno for Spurs. I don't think it's the right fit. And I think when he was appointed, we, we, I think we had the forecast. I think we needed to they needed to appoint a, a kind of a poch esque manager, it's not Poch yourself, but someone in that mould I think is the right fit for Spurs. I'm not sure Nuno is that. But I think if we're gonna choose one of them, I'd say from a man management point of view, I'd probably say Nuno.
0: Great, okay. I've got I've got Spurs and sick Um just above Arsenal because the only basis I've got on this is I think Nuno's a better manager than our I I'm actually a bit more of a fan of the appointment. Than you considering that I, I, I do think that with better centre backs, Mourinho could have done really well at Tottenham. Um, but in the end it, it got to the situation where the form was going against them and Mourinho was sort of isolating players again, and it it didn't it, it, it didn't seem the right fit. I think if Nuno sort of takes a different approach, man management wise, and gets he got Romero in from Atalanta, who's decent so. Maybe they can push on a bit further than under Mourinho. I, I don't. It's difficult to say. I've I I'd rather have Nuno than Fonseca, who I'm a bit unsure about. But we we'll, it it'll, it'll be interesting to see how Nuno gets on. Um, I it, it is it's a difficult one to judge, but I I just think that they'll be a little bit better than last season, and I've got no reason to say why. But I just think like. The, the lack of expectation on them this season could work in their favour. Who have you got to?
1: Um, Yeah, I think I agree with all that. I've got Arsenal say I think I think we kind of agree that they'll both be around each other. They could both interchange with each other. They both finish in the top six. I've got mm-hmm. Arsenal in the top six over Spurs, I'd say, because crucially, they've got dead end of, dead end of Europe. And that means they can, they've can got more freedom to focus on the league, to finish higher up. Um. I think I rate some of their players more than Spurs, actually. I mean, they've got Saka, they've got Aubameyang, if you can agree with one last season. Uh, Emile Smith-Rowe playing as number 10. He's, he had a brilliant season, a brilliant breakthrough season last year, I should say. Uh, Pepe is talented. He's not really showed much consistency, not as much as people would have liked, but I think he's definitely a talented player. I think defensively, they were much better last season. They had third best defensive record in the league. Uh, they obviously lost David Louise, who um, he's always been an erratic defender. I think it's I think important needed to replace his ball carrying ability, and they've done that with Ben White, who while I think he was he they overspent on him, and he wasn't necessarily what they needed. I think he'll be a good signing, but that's mainly for the long term because I'm not sure he will. I think he needs time to bed into a higher level of football from Brighton. Um, there's obviously big question marks over Arteta; and those remain. They will always remain still don't really rate Arteta. Um and I don't think do the right job for him. But you know, I think they're quite a decent enough team to finish in the top six. I think it's mainly the, the European factor in that they don't have Europe and that'll push them with just
0: above, the I suppose. Interesting. Um as we move on to the top five now, into the teams that are really good and not rubbish like the rest of them. <laughs> um in fifth. I'm going Leicester, and that would be the third successive season he finished fifth under Brendan Rodgers, who is a fantastic manager. I, I must admit I had some doubts on Rodgers when he went into Leicester, because I was unsure if he was the Rodgers at Liverpool and he just out at the bit of Leicester sorry Celtic, or he was genuinely really good now and he's really good. He's got a lot out of the Leicester team. I think the recruitment's been really well. He play really well. I, I've got nothing but pause to say about Leicester and Brendan Rogers. I just think he'll miss out due to the quality of the top four. Who've you got fifth?
1: This is arguably probably my most controversial prediction. I've got Liverpool finishing outside the top four. Wow. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I'm interested.
1: Now, you know, this I could easily get this badly wrong. They could it's Liverpool, they could definitely finish in the top four. I just think there were concerns from last season. Defunto is aging, in particular we've got Mane and Firmino, who were poor last year. Salah's obviously Salah. I think he had another banging season, but I think Mane and Firmino definitely really need to improve. Um, there's also the AFCON factor in that they're in t- they're, That Mane and Salah, will, they'll they'll miss, they'll miss some games, and they haven't signed anyone. I'm not sure they have enough cover, especially the, they the, especially the lacking a clinical striker. They lost Wayne who's a very good player. He's gone to PSG, and he'll do well there, but. I just think, I think that's a big loss for Liverpool. Um, with the depth thing as well, they've only signed Canate, who I think he'll do well. But then I think Van Dijk really elevates anyone's performance when he plays alongside them. And I don't think they can rely on Van Dijk to immediately return to his old form, similarly to Jimenez in that respect. Um, you know, Liverpool have Jürgen Klopp in charge. They've got so much quality in their team. I just, think, I just have some concerns that I made for last season. And while they could easily finish in the top four, I wouldn't be too surprised to
0: see the finish outside. So that's why I've got the fifth. Do you think Klopp sees the season as if they finished fifth? I,
1: think I don't think they're mid midseason, but it depends really on how they were to end the season. Um,
0: and okay, yeah. okay, so if they finish fifth, does he start this time next year as Liverpool manager?
1: I'd say it depends on who's available. If there's a top manager available um, that they have a chance of getting, then they may consider other options. But I don't think they'd sack him off mid-season. And I don't think they'd sack him off unless they have a, a real contingency plan.
0: Yeah, okay. Interesting. Um, in fourth, I've got Man United. and They've done some good business. Um, they've got a good team. I, I like what he's done in a sense, but I just don't think he's as tactically as good and I just don't think he's a good manager as the ones above him and I think that's literally all it boil down to for Man United. I think they're a good team. I think they're a good counter-attacking team. They apparently want to move to a 4-3-3 this season, which will be interesting considering their midfielders aren't the best. So we'll, we'll ultimately say I think they could do better due to the fact they've got a really good team or he could just finish fourth where I've got them and Ole, I don't know if he would continue as manager if he dropped to fourth because he finished second. Well, I, I think it's it's time to deliver for Solskjaer now and I think, is he going to be the one that's going to be a winner for United or is he going to be the one who's, who's going to set what's going to be a winning team up going forward to another manager? It this is, This is the key season for him, I think. They've got a really good team, like I said. Varane, Sancho, good sign, and I think they need a whole midfielder. But we'll see. Um, who have you got fourth?
1: So yeah, I've got Leicester City in fourth. Um, like I said, they could easily swap with Liverpool. Uh the Fafana thing is a massive blow. You know, no, I wish them, I wish him all the best. Uh, Fofana. Fantastic centre back. Um had a really bad injury. Um, so he'll be a big miss. Uh, they're also signing Vestergaard, who I think is far from Fafana's level, but. I think he'll do all right if he's in the right system. But I, th- I just think Leicester are bound to finish in the top four sometime soon. They've just kind of always been on the edge over the past couple of seasons. I just think they're bound to do it eventually. Uh, Vardy isn't as good as he was, but he actually you know, stepped up at the back end of last season. I think he should continue that form. And there's some Pat Daka who had a fantastic goalscoring record at RB Salzburg. Uh, he's a good long-term replacement. I think Samara looks a fantastic signing. And I'm intrigued to see how they set up now because they've obviously got the likes of Harvey Barnes in the left wing. But then they've got a lot of quality in central midfield. They've got Samara. They've got Ndidi, Telemire, and Madison. So you know, will they play a diamond or will they stick with the uh, with the wingers? There's um, there's those are really too much more to say. They're just a very very well coached team with Brendan Rogers, um, and I just think I just feel even if it is this season, I just feel there is a top four finish coming for Leicester. So. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna say I'm gonna say it's this season. Yeah, um, I wish Leicester well. I think I'm a big fan of what they do. Um, be interesting to see how they do. Um, in third, I've got, that's Liverpool. Yeah, I I echo a lot what you say about Liverpool in terms of the lack of transfer business and how do they get back up to the levels they were. But I just think there's a lot of quality in the team and Klopp's a brilliant manager. So. I don't like about Liverpool a great deal, of them, must be honest, because I don't like them. But I think with Klopp, the, the team they do have, I think is good enough to finish top four. And I think, yeah, just edge them over United for me is the Klopp factor. But if if Klopp comes back at it with full pelt like he was a couple of years ago, then they, they, they should be at least third for me. I think, yeah, Liverpool third for me.
1: And I've got... Man United and third, bitter rivals. Um, I think Jaden Sancho is an elite signing. I think whether or not he's is to go running and recreate the form in the Bundesliga was a different question, but there's no doubt about his ability. I think he was underused in the Euros and I think Sancho is just so, so good. He's, he's a real world-class player for me, or at the very least, he's going to become world-class if he's already. Um, I think Varane as well. He is not signed yet, but I think he's on the verge of happening. He'll be brilliant signing. is an upgrade on Lindelof and and Bailly, et cetera. And I think he'll, he'll strike up a good partnership with Maguire. They still need a sitting midfielder at number six. I don't think Matomine is really right for that role. I think he's better off further forward. Fred, I think, is the same as better off further forward. Matic isn't really the level required anymore. Um, so I'm not sure if they've been linked to anyone or if they're on the verge of getting anyone, but I think that's a very pressing issue. Um, but, you know, I, th- I just think they've got a lot of quality. They've got Bob Buston at the club, Fernandez, Fernandes. There was your Cavani off run. Rashford's obviously injured for now, but he'll come back and he'll do well. Um, I just think, I think Ole, I've criticised a lot in the past. Um, and I, I take in, to an extent I take that back. I think he's not as bad, as I previously said. He's done a great job in United on the whole, but I don't think he's the guy to take the forward still. And I think it's I think they don't have to win the league, which is the quality of Man City and Chelsea. If they don't challenge for the title, I'd say that's arguably sacking a sackable offence. Um so they'll be up there definitely, they'll be in the top four. I can't really see them dropping out of it. So I think they'll be comfortably a third.
0: Would you would you appoint Conte if you were Manu?
1: Um it depends again on who else is available because it, I, I think, I, I don't know. I think on paper, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Of, you know, I, it depends on the circumstance and whether or not Conte fits. Conte is obviously he's a, he's an elite level manager. Um, I think it depends on, I don't know. I think, you know, I'd say, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's better than Ole and he's a winner ultimately. And if they want to transfer titles,
0: you need a winner. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, number two, and it's Chelsea for me. I think Lukaku was just such an unbelievable sign. and made up he's back in the Premier League. He's one of my favourite all time Premier League players. Um, but apart from that, there's really little else to say. I think they're just such a well coached team under Thomas Tushel. Very effective machine-like sort of performances. And I think with Lukaku, that'll only be enhanced. Um, I think they'll run Man City really, really close, actually. I just think Guardiola, being Guardiola in league terms, pips it. But Chelsea, number two for me, and I think that'll be a decent season. I think Tushel's really, really good. And ultimately, I think we'll see a lot good from Chelsea this season especially clean sheets.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll speak about the next two teams together because we agree. I've got Chelsea in second. I think they'll carry on their form from last season, but the difference maker is the fact that they managed to get the car key back. I think it's unbelievable signing. Um, I, I, I'm genuinely surprised they managed to get it done because I just didn't... I didn't Me too. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. Um, I think I rate I Timo rate Werner. Um, I think he struggled last season to really adapt um, and to find consistency from goal. Um, I'd expect, even with uh, the with coffee joining, I'd expect Werner to improve. Uh, Havertz is a great player. Um, he'll be a stand up from, he'll, he'll from the off. I think he kind of took a bit of time with that last year, but I think he'll, he'll be great right from the start of the season. Thomas Tuchel signed them to a results machine, ultimately, and I they'll continue they'll continue. They'll really carry on their ball from last year. And um, defensively, they're great. I think they were, they were very good last season. I think just the difference between them and Man City. Is the fact that city are just so stacked in nearly every position? Greenish, while he might not necessarily be difference maker, which is a testament to the quality city already have. I think he's just a fantastic signing, 100 million quid, completely worth the money. He's, he's such a fantastic player. I think when you've got a world class player playing for Aston Villa, that's telling on, on how good he is. Um, so he will give them another another option. If there isn't any, if if there isn't any debate already signing Harry Kane would make it no debate because that's an easy dirty 35 five goals for me. Um, yeah there's there's Kane would be unbelievable for Man City. And obviously they need to sign Aguero, they need to replace Aguero. Um, Kane would be ideal for them, but we'll see. But I'd say they should have enough goals from the rest of the team even if they don't get a striker. Um, City just fantastic. They've got Pep Guardiola in charge. It'll be a very close title race but yeah I just think City will have a, have more than Chelsea to win it again.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be close. I think Chelsea are look more like what Chelsea are in terms of not a project like what Lampard was trying to sort of get going there. It was never the right fit for me. I think Tushel's more of a, a winning manager in terms of get results, breed sort of a winning mentality. Whereas Lampard was trying to turn them into an under eighteen steam at times, and it never really seemed the right fit. I think Tuchel's doing really well. I think he'll come close to winning the league, but equally if Man City run away with her again, I wouldn't be surprised because Guardiola's pretty much the the perfect manager domestically. He gets results every week. He can go three months at a time without like, conceding the goal and just scoring 150. He's, he's really good. He's got a really good team. Grealish is a really good sign and I think it elevates them in terms of, I don't know. I think he gives them something a bit different than what they've got. I think he's a bit different. Um, If they sign Harry Kane it's probably game over because he scores so many goals that I just don't think anyone else will be able to sort of keep up with what they'll do. Um, They'll win the league for me and that is not a sort of a downside on Chelsea who I think will come close and, and do very well also but Man City just to win the league for me. And yeah, they are to me comfortably the top two at the moment. I mean, things can change. Liverpool could bring a few in or Man U or wherever, but Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man U are just my top four at the moment.
1: Yeah, I agree with all that. I, I could live well outside it. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see the minute. Um, I just, the time story for me is between Man City, Chelsea, and to an extent, Man United. I can't really see anyone else challenging. Um, I just think Man City ridiculous and I think it'll be just another title. They're really going to start dominating for me, if they, especially if they get Kane. But yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the new season. Um, just being back in the stadiums is just such a... It's, it's just so enjoyable to think about and to finally be there on Saturday. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it.
0: Just out of interest, who would be your first manager to lose his job?
1: Um... Um, I'm not gonna say Cisco. I refuse to
0: say Cisco. Um I'll be a bit different and say Ralph Hassan. I mean,
1: I was gonna say Ralph Hass Newton as well. Yeah, uh, I
0: you, know
1: what, you know what? I I genuinely I think it's very similar to us it's twenty. We having after four games. Um I can see him
0: going and I mean who knows. I don't think it'll be necessarily his fault. I just don't think it'll be an ideal situation. No, I think him.
1: I rate Has Newton still and I think I'll always rate him anyone out on the club he's at, I just think it's got a bit stale. He's lost players. He, ha- he hasn't really got a, a good squad. Um, I, I think it might be the end of the line for him, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. A few Top getting
1: sacked early on. Not the first guy. No, not the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Top goal scorer? Harry Kane if he goes to Man City. Otherwise, yeah. Romelu Lukaku.
0: Yeah. Lukaku would be mine. Lukaku or Kane, maybe Salah. Yeah.
1: Salah, another one. Yeah, I think, I think what might be, he might miss a month of that kind of thing, so that might prevent him from okay. being the top goal scorer. But it will be up there definitely.
0: Okay. Um, any other awards you can think of? Player of the season, Young Player of the season. Uh, um, Player of the season. Um, I'm going to go with a bit of a sort of outside one here. It's a difficult one for me to say why, but I'm gonna go for Phil Foden. I think he's gonna be it the limelight's gonna be on Grealish, but I think Foden's gonna come very through well as out the there, best child. player. It's a very out there and I'll look an idiot, but just got a feeling around Foden this year. Um oh, I think Phil Foden I'll probably say for young player of the
1: Yaddy in the soccer. May seem a bit obvious. Yeah um, player of the season. Um no, I'm just going to say Jack Grealish. I don't know if it's completely copy what Ben Foster to say, but I think Jack Grealish is just so good. I'll go I'll look, cancer. I think, I think you know what? I think Jack Grealish isn't the obvious shout um, because he's just joined Man City, he's just joined the elite. So I'm not going to go with a De Bruyne or a Salah or a Kane. Uh, a bit less obvious. So i will go Jack Grealish. Although Kante would be a laugh if he did win
0: it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Anything else we can possibly add? Just have a look. He'll be the, the first manager to moan that Burnley were too physical after getting beat against them.
1: <laughs> um, Daniel Fogg,
0: oh, yeah, I think he, he's a good one for a moat. Jurgen Klopp,
1: Jurgen Klopp, definitely that's the one. Jurgen Klopp,
0: he loves a yeah, man. yeah. It's, it's always a laughter. That yeah. pro smash press conference, it's funny. normally
1: he's so annoying when he loses, but they don't lose that often. i yeah. so you not hear it that often.
0: I would hate him to be in charge of Norwich and just hear the excuses roll out every week. When will the first Benitez out shot be a Goodison Saturday? Saturday? I thought, I
1: thought we'd have done it would have had done two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, it was actually. <laughs> yeah, so that's null and void. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this season, getting back in the ground, sort of experience proper football, not sitting on the TV listening to Steve McMahon or whoever just talk other nonsense about sports. Tommy Mooney for me. What bloke? Horrific commentary. Troy Deeney? Tommy Mooney. Oh okay. If we said Troy Deeney, so uh, you'd rather him on BT <laughs> Sport than up front, I imagine. When we're done here, look up Watford versus Brentford
1: in twenty fifteen and listen to Troy's
0: commentary. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Um have you got anything else to add before we wrap up? Nah, no, I'm just gonna
1: enjoy the ride. I'm a, a Wolf Explorer, we're usually promoted, we're not very good, so um, I'm expecting relegation. I'm just gonna enjoy the ride.
0: Yeah, I'll wrap it up by saying I hope um Lou Orns Lou on Twitter is fully satisfied by the lack of top six chat and the half an hour deep dive on Southampton's issues because we know he hates. Top six exclusive chat. So try to open her up slightly. Thanks for listening. Um, feel free to to sort of pin this up in twelve months' time when Southampton are in Europe and Man United have won the league or whatever. So we we'll see. You, we'll see you after the first round of fixture. Probably they'll probably come back to being sort of regular regular podcast now the season's on. So. Let's see how the Premier League starts. And if you're going back to the grounds, enjoy it. Um, but until then, see you next time.